0: Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective uh, Jesse Thorne at SF Sketch Fest taping uh, various podcasts for the uh, Maximum Fun Averse. Uh, but never fear, I have two uh, very hilarious, capable guests with me holding down the fort today. Uh, first, a stand-up comedian and uh, writer and personality on Chelsea Lately, sure. uh, April Richardson. April, uh, welcome to the show.
1: Hello, thank you for having me.
0: Was that was that correct to say that you're a personality on the uh, Chelsea Lately show? I
1: believe so. Okay, sure, great. I have one. <laughs> That I've cultivated over many years. Right. So, sure.
0: Outrageous party animal.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. sure. You're That's like, my nickname. Sure, sure. Opa. <laughs> uh,
0: also joining me, a, uh, I guess, a return engagement yes. for a uh, comic and now comic book author, Jim Fastante. Jim, right. welcome to the show. Thank you, Jordan. You've added a new credit. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so I think this is a good place to start for today. Um, before I came over today, I made a stop at um, Rite Aid just for, you know, some various sundries. Sure. Uh, <laughs> like you do. Yeah. You know, uh, talcum powder, pomade, sundries, <laughs> uh, borax.
1: I will say I bought dinner there the other night. It was not a high point of my life. Cup of noodles, FYI. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, just a cup of noodles. No, just a cup
1: of noodles. It was pretty grim as I was buying the cup of noodles solo in the Rite Aid for dinner. um, Phil Collins, Against All Odds, came on,
2: (laughs) and I just froze. There's no hot food bar. A single tear
1: rolled down my cheek.
0: Man, this is really this is really kind of puncturing. Uh, the facade that you've put up on Chelsea lately of the outrageous oh, the party animal.
1: Or, oh, I just ruined it with that. I know one no statement.
0: one wants to think about outrageous party animal April Richardson. Whoops! I'm a sorry. Cup of noodles. And I
1: brought the room down. But to tell us more about your trip to Rite Aid. I'm sorry. Uh, oh
0: yeah, no, sure. Um, so I'm just there buying Rite Aid things, and uh, the the guy checking me out uh, is a uh, is a middle aged, uh, stout African American man. And, you know, it's a fairly routine transaction until uh, the door opens up and a group of goth teens comes in. (laughs) Very standard, you know, goth teens right out of Central Casting. Just totally wearing the
1: uniform. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think, uh, yeah, the girls had on Emily the Strange stuff. Of course. uh, Lots of onk necklaces. (laughs) (laughs) Some fucking goth teens. I don't know why I'm (laughs) continuing to describe them. We know. We all know. Goth teens. And the cashier looks up from what he's doing, stops what he's doing, and he just says, hey, hey, it's party time. Yes! And the, I look at the goth teens and they just roll their eyes and head to the back of the store. Right. So let's unpack what the fuck went on
1: here.
0: <laughs> Either—because he, when I came into Riot Aid, he didn't say like, you know— Hide your daughters, here comes <laughs> pussy machine. Like he I did not get that when I came in. Sure. Uh it which led me to believe that this was a special thing he did just for these goth teens.
1: So you're saying this guy knew he knew what was up. Like the levels here. Like he knew yeah. the goths are like the opposite of party machines, so he knew he was joking.
0: Here's here's what I here's what I put together in my head, and let me know if you think this is plausible. Okay. these goth teens Mope in here every couple of days. You know, you get a liter of Mountain Dew. Um, <laughs> what some, do goths drink? Yeah, I I always think of them as just having having a nerd diet, like you know, Mountain Dew right. snacks, Candy. unhealthy stuff. Right. I you know I I think if I. Like an older goth person, if I was to see, you know, see like a goth in their mid 30s, I would think, oh, this person, you know, boils a lot of roots. <laughs> <laughs> and mean, is I,
1: prob- I'm thinking vegan. I'm thinking yeah. like I could be wrong, though.
0: I yeah. Think- I mean, I guess I when I when I think goth teen, I think of someone who is just an extension of a nerd or a punk rocker. Right. You know, so a lot of soda, a lot of candy. Sure. But but I, that could be wrong. Any goth teens out there uh 9844 fun let us know what you're eating right now let us know
1: about your diet is it a
0: nice quinoa or is it nutter butters 206 9844 fun anyway so so the the scenario I put together in my head is these these teens come in here, they buy candy and soda and you know what have yous. um maybe condoms maybe they 're fucking maybe they're not i don 't know
1: i think I think they're fucking because i uh, the extension of the ba- of the nerd thing it's like. The like band geeks, right? Like, they fuck like right. crazy. Sure. So I think that it's. I mean, they're fucking each other. It's not like right. top tier.
0: <laughs> no, no. I mean, they're not. They're not getting top tier. <laughs> sure. But yeah, they're fucking okay. Each other specifically. Yeah. Good on you, Goth. And you know what? I the group had a pretty high girl to guy ratio. Like I think it was it was it was uh, in favor of the girls. So. Seems like maybe yeah. Good good call on the guy's part to decide to go. God. So
1: you th- you say they're coming in, they're getting some condoms, they're getting some Mountain Dew so they can st- stay up all night.
0: Right.
2: Fucking. Fall. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If there's one drink that gives you sexual stamina, <laughs> you got to do the Dew. It also makes you sterile. So does it? That... Oh well,
1: I was just saying it yeah. makes you high. Like Mountain Dew is one step away from like Jolt Cola. Yeah. As far yeah. As, like, sugar and caffeine. So that's where I was going with it. So
2: maybe sure also at a kill sperm at a oh. certain <laughs> point, you, maybe you don't need the condoms. Exactly. Just say, and then you say, and then you. Say Save some money that you can spend on mascara. Oh,
1: it's are we like giving out medical advice? Now?
2: <laughs> yes, drink Mountain Dew and you none doing of us condoms? are doctors, but this is sound.
0: Oh, it's like the old—it's. I guess it's like the old hot tub defense. It's like I don't have to put on a condom. We're in a hot tub, babe. Let me raw dog it this time. <laughs> I just slammed a two-liter of Code Red. <laughs>
1: okay that's For what instance, a goth all,
0: talks like by the way
1: raw dog is my favorite phrase in the english language i'm i'm so happy it's agreed it came into this topic second, so early second
0: only to finger blasting yeah, that's true <laughs> as far as aggressive true. sex
1: <laughs> but is that I've no is that a thing the a hot tub set like you can't what you can't get I pregnant in a that hot tub t- oh I really didn't know that
0: yeah I mean I guess I guess from what I understand it is it's the it's the assholes I don't want to use a condom mm. excuse the like the hot water kills the sperm so right I don't want to wear one so yeah that that's what I associated with hot tub sex okay interesting huh.
1: I've had not. Should I be insulted that that line has never been tried on me as a it, woman? Well, am me, I not hot enough? Maybe for that it's
0: probably to have just happened. the caliber of guys you're dating, April. Oh, you don't date I classy guys who own hot tubs. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't date the situation from the Jersey right. Shore. So, okay.
0: And I know you would love to. I, <laughs> I follow <laughs> you on it's Tumblr. Hot. Yes. So I know how much you <laughs> He's love it. Just him. my type. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: Okay, sorry. So, goss, oh, so, goss 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 the, so this,
0: yeah, so. So I see these kids coming in there every couple of days and this guy knows them and he he sees their mopey exteriors and he's made it his goal to get these kids to have fun or to crack a smile. You know, so I, I can see them, you know, coming up and paying with, you know, crumpled up dollar bills. Sure. And then him, you know, trying to get him to smile like, you know, working hard or hardly working. <laughs> oh, guy. this guy likes, you know. I this...
1: feel like this guy's clowning on these people.
0: Do you, do you think it's it's malicious?
1: I mean, not malicious. That's a little harsh, but I do think he's just like, look, look at these party. Like, I think he's clowning on
0: them. Right. Okay. That's
1: that's what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah. I I, I guess I see it in a similar way, but I, I think this guy has a goal, and it's to, like, to crack the facade. Yeah, you he's know?
1: challenging himself. Sure. He's trying to get them to smile.
0: Because, yeah, I mean, working at Rite Aid, not the, you know, not the most stimulating job in the world. I sure. imagine it gets repetitive. You have to set goals for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get these goths to party? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I feel like if I would have known.
1: <laughs> I love the idea of somebody holding a magic eight ball and asking it that.
0: <laughs> can I get these <laughs> I goths to party? We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs>
2: It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, Jim Fasante, casual beard enthusiast.
1: April Richardson, outrageous party animal.
2: Oh, we, did the, we did the work for yeah. you at the beginning. <laughs> OPA. But you
0: know what? I like it. And yeah, you can shorten it.
1: Uh, exactly. You down with OPA? <laughs> yay.
0: yay. Yeah, you know <laughs> <yay>. May. <laughs> um. Now Jim you uh you kind of had uh, had a new endeavor that I wanted to talk about. You uh recently made the jump from you know comedy writer to comic book writer. Yeah. You have a a great new comic out on the Image Comics imprint called The End Times of Bram and Ben. Yes. Um and it, it's a it's a kind of it's it's like a fun and funny uh, romp through the rapture. Is, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, it takes that kind of kind of traditional revelation story of the rapture and makes it fun and funny. Um, and I noticed something in the in the and uh, those kind of back pages of a comic, you know, where the authors get to say a little something. You mentioned that to prepare to write this, you watched the Kirk Cameron apocalyptic uh, Left Behind movies. Yes. Uh, what, what the fuck are those like? <laughs> Dude. Oh, maybe, oh, maybe so for people don't know, Kurt Cameron of Growing Pains yes. uh, has this weird career making exclusively Christian direct-to-DVD. Super religious. Yeah. yeah.
1: And he also does infomercials with that Australian guy. Like, they, like... It,
0: the for one whatever
2: with the their banana? church.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh like whatever God. their churches. Yeah. Like they go out and I have on the not street. seen these. Oh yeah. It's like him and an Australian preacher or something going out on the street quizzing people, being like, Hey, do you believe in God? And whether you know they say yes or no, they'll still be they just keep quizzing. So it's
0: kids. like it's like like jaywalking. <laughs> it, it but is. For the Bible. And but even do, less
2: intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> and they do carry
1: around a banana as yeah, like that's the like main... proof of intelligent design.
2: Yeah, is that is that you need I uh, God, I black out when I start watching these <laughs> things. But it's like basically like you know, human hands like can peel a banana, and it was just like it's perfect example of God's design of yeah. like creating it's like it's something self-contained, for, and it yeah. has its
0: own. Yeah, it's, boy, what is and that? And when you
2: slip on it, it makes you laugh. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like the
0: dumbest.
1: It has so many functions. I guess
0: I would, but what is that? I mean, I'm assuming these guys aren't evolution guys. Oh, a he's A monkey anti- can a monkey can peel a banana. Doesn't that hurt? Doesn't that hurt the hurt the uh, the thesis? Jordan.
2: Jordan. Let's not apply logic. Here. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, calm I, down. I don't exactly remember what. What's the monkey defense? Yeah, because if
0: I was if I was just walking around on the you know Third Street Promenade or at the <laughs> Grove or wherever the fuck it is, Kirk Cameron does this. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, did you know that this banana is proof of intelligent design?" I would say, "Wasn't well, it?" also proof of evolution because a monkey can also peel it? But what does he say? He, no one has asked that.
1: I don't really actually, no, they do, people do ask questions, but they do have a defense for every question. But no, he's I don't think he believes in like a shred of evolution.
2: Oh, no, no, wow. Not he's even super, like Yeah, he's. Yeah, on that right right scale. Yeah. And to
0: prove it Kurt Cameron then peels a banana with his feet. <laughs> his prehensile ape feet. <laughs> Which is a trick Alan Thick taught him. <laughs> I'm oh, pretty sure. So Alan <laughs> Thick not only writes all of his own theme songs, but he also Does. has prehensile feet that he can use yeah, yeah. to hang upside down and peel fruit.
2: Stupid thick tricks.
0: Um yeah. Classic <laughs> thick trick. Um so so Kirk Cameron kind of occupies this world um that we were talking about a little bit last week, which is, I guess, Master P and the insane clown posse also just make these weird direct-to-DVD movies for their fans only. Yes, Uh, And we were kind of talking about are these things noteworthy enough to watch or will they just be terrible? Jim, I imagine it was kind of cool to have an actual reason to watch these things rather than just morbid curiosity.
2: Well, okay, so I I co-wrote the book with uh, my friend James Asmus, who is a far more established comic book writer. Um, he and I, the reason we kind of got on this is both of us love these kinds of end time stories because they're so ridiculous. Because you always have everybody, you know, all the righteous are raptured right away. And the people that are left are either, you know, you've got like Kirk Cameron who might have like one little flaw about him. But he's basically a more or less like religious, uh, health, you know, hellfire kind of guy. Yeah, And then you have like... Everybody else just loves Satan. So there's like zero <laughs> no so in, middle in between. Yeah, there's like yeah. no gray area. And it's just like, okay, if this really happened, I'm guaranteeing a lot of people aren't going to be taken. But there are going to be a large number of people who would think of themselves as good people kind mm-hmm. of questioning, well, why not me? So it's just kind of like, all right, well, let's blow that out. Like, let's kind of look Ye- at the rapture as if it were happening to our friends. So wait. So in the in the – Kirk Cameron-averse, he does not get raptured immediately? <laughs> he doesn't. He is a journalist. Uh, he basically, you know, he has his, like, He he's an atheist, and then he has his come-to-Jesus moment. But again, it's like it's not like he's that far off from it. I don't know. It's just, it's... It's there's no.
0: It's not. He's not like a. He's not like a.
2: He's not like a murder rapist or something. (laughs) No, but everybody else is. It's just everybody else is like murder slash rapist. Right. That's on his business card.
1: (laughs) I excel at both. Sure.
0: I also know Excel, Microsoft Excel, for my resume. (laughs) I
1: chart all my victims. Right.
0: (laughs) And April, you were telling me in the parking lot that your mom is into this genre of stuff. Yeah, my mom. Because we
1: were talking about the movies, and I forget how many there are because there are like five or six. Video there? yeah. There's video games? Yeah.
0: I did games. not know there was yeah. video games. I didn't know games. there was video
1: games either. Yeah, I, but my, yeah my mom's kind of legitimately into them. It's My parents are religious, but they're not – I don't – but now talking about this, I'm like, are they crazy? They're not like crazy about it. At least to me. They've never forced me to go to church. Like, they're not, like, super judgmental. Mm -hmm. But she is... They're okay with your
0: party animal lifestyle. (laughs) Yeah,
1: they are. They're okay with me partying outrageously all the time. Um, No, they... they, But they are into these movies. My mom is legitimately into the movies. They do believe... I don't know. I don't want to make my parents sound like idiots. Because they're not idiots. But they are. But they're what you... What I feel like Kirk Cameron would... Say that my parents wouldn't be raptured because while they are Christians and they do believe that, they also do believe in evolution. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: They don't toe the line, I guess, as hard as he does. So maybe they would be the kind of people that he would still say, "Well, you're still you don't believe that the the banana itself is proof of
0: you know God, (laughs) so
2: you're going to they failed the banana test." Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. We, We
2: sat down one day. Uh, in a Barnes and Noble, and took a Bible off the shelf, and just went through it, and we're just like, let's find all of the like God's no nos, like what are you not allowed to do? You weren't gonna make the jump and actually purchase the Bible. <laughs> no, <laughs> you weren't gonna throw down the twenty nine ninety nine. Or
0: <laughs> have you seen what those things cost? Yeah,
2: <laughs> um, it's a ridiculous list. Mm-hmm. It's a. I mean, you and I are already out because of this. The tattoo. Oh right, exactly. That's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that automatically disqualifies us. Um, but yeah, it's just like it's such a ridiculous. No, that's list so funny because I, I,
0: I, I think I, I definitely know from growing up in Orange County about the. Tattoo-sleeved, super cool, acoustic guitar-playing oh, youth yeah. minister. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh,
1: Tammy Faye Baker's son – Jim and Tammy Faye Baker's son is that guy. Like, yeah, because he had – I'm from Atlanta originally, yeah. and he had a church in Atlanta, and that was his whole thing is like, I'm the punk rock preacher, and he's got oh, sure. total sleeves. And, and,
0: uh, Stephen Baldwin, another yeah, example yeah, yeah. of this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you're right, and it's like you can't – the Bible also says things like you can't shave your beard or yeah. something. Like shaving is wrong and <laughs> – Yeah, any sort of body modification.
2: Touching a menstruating woman.
1: Yeah. Whoa.
0: You're out. But why would you want to? (laughs) Why would you want to? Yeah, but to be fair, he makes a solid point. It's super gross. Yeah. (laughs) Um... So uh, I want to I just I mean, uh, theology aside, I'm kind of more curious about the production values of these movies. Oh,
2: okay. So James uh, had this awesome bit that he used to do where he uh, he had the stage, uh, like just kind of like a one man show. And he would have uh, movie clips from end times movies that weren't necessarily like, you know, there's all sorts of end times movies out there. Um, And he would show a clip. Like a couple seconds, uh, like a scene of an end times movie and then a scene of like uh, like a low grade porn. <laughs> like one of those like Skinamax like right. type porns, uh, which I have HBO Go now. So <laughs> those have been rocketed back into my peripheral. Uh, those still exist, and they still make them. Anyways, yes. continue. Well, yeah, and and he would bring up somebody from the audience and have them. Nah, uh, who am I kidding? Peripheral. Oh, well, What's your regular yeah. vision? <laughs> What's the vision where you watch something on your TV? I am uh,
1: focused on them. Yeah,
0: yeah, I am taking. I am making a fucking Excel spreadsheet. <laughs>
2: Um. Sorry. It's okay. So okay. So he shows he yeah, shows and a then clip the game from is uh, to Is guess. this uh, is this a you know a skinamax porn or right. is it an end times film? And the thing that would sometimes make it even trickier, despite the horrible acting and writing and you know production values, was there's crossover in <gasps> actors.
0: What? <laughs> so no. Some of these actors that appeared
2: in these end times films also appeared in some of these like low grade porns. That. It's amazing. Fucking amazing. It is amazing. (laughs) That that to me is more proof that God exists than than the banana. banana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Of
0: course. (laughs) Yeah. Um. That's hilarious. So wait. So do the. I mean, is it? Is it? Because I'm I'm just imagining one of these end times movies and seeing you know a woman come through who's playing, you know I I don't know what what a a, a DA a sexy DA and she just has like huge fake boobs and you're like oh that's (laughs) weird it's like oh but she also goes and (laughs) does yeah. You know, Sexy Detectives 5. <laughs> That's so funny. So, so is there anything – so I imagine these are kind – of like when I think about the story of the rapture, it seems like something that if done in kind of a high budge, Michael Bay kind of way could look super, super cool. Mm-hmm. When you get to
2: that rapture stuff – D- Does it look like anything, or is it just like mega sh- shark versus giant octopus? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not. It's really not that impressive. I mean,
1: I, there's also kind of not a lot of that, is it? The whole, no. the main scary part. I did air quotes scary. Yeah. Um, is <laughs> Is the is the you know people on
2: airplane and like well to me it's like people
1: missing it's like you know the scenes where it's like people are like I can't find my dad and it's like because they got raptured Uh, so it's like where a ton of people and it's like the everybody hurts video where they just show like traffic and every because people have been raptured out of their cars and like that's the thing is the main scariest point of those to me is people missing and then the people left behind not knowing why they're missing and that's
2: what kicks off our book yeah is it's it literally gets like right into that moment of like rapture and it's like and fucking three pages of chaos yeah huh. but also you know because it's such a short it's it's such a smaller amount of people than would really be missed in a lot of places especially like you know we have a panel of that takes place in Turkey and it's like so anything going on today yeah <laughs> Nope, uh, how sure. about
0: you? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, right. You'd think that, yeah, depending on where it is, it would be super noticeable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about that <laughs> That everybody hurts montage of everybody, <laughs> like, leaving. That would be funny if it was just some dudes at a strip club and then automatically, <laughs> like, there were no more strippers. And them going like, well, that's a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Huh. I never would I have never, guessed. Yeah,
1: exactly. But I do think that is one of the funniest – and I, I'm not an atheist. I absolutely believe in sure. God. I mean I don't want this to be like I'm just clowning on all religious people. But I do think that is the funniest part to me is how any movie like this or any any depiction of it – it is so cut and dry. It is so like, if you don't believe in God, you're a Satanist. Like, yeah. you're just the total no, one. Yeah, in, yeah you're, there's no, you're, awful. you're evil, you're a Satanist, yeah. you're into crazy stuff. Like, it's not just, I'm just an average person. Like, the fact that anybody who doesn't believe in God can have zero moral framework and never yeah. do the right thing right. ever. Which yeah. is why,
2: I mean, that's why, like, when we went about to write this book, we didn't want to, again, like, clown on religion. We weren't trying to make fun of it so much as, all right, this is what you believe. So let's kind of blow that out in a right. more realistic setting than you know, right? And person it, with one flaw. And it, and it is so funny because because I think that we've all seen
0: the other side of that like the polar opposite of that and it's Ricky Gervais and oh, yeah, it's like yes. oh, yeah. That, yeah. that seems I find that
1: equally as tiresome yeah. honestly like any I don't want to hear more a fundamentalist so, go on yeah. I don't want to hear an atheist go on about it like, like yeah they
0: both they both both of those sides seem as intolerant yes, and single minded yes, yes. as the other one absolutely to the point where they should almost hang out yeah,
2: yeah exactly <laughs> you know yeah, just yes. meet at the right aid right <laughs>
1: I think Ricky H- Gervais H- and, like, Tushier. Pat Robertson should give each other best friends necklaces, the half of them. And, oh, yeah. yeah,
0: and then kiss, yeah. <laughs> making it even weirder. Yeah. yeah, that, like, idea, that, like, kind of Ricky Gervais version of a Christian where he's like, well, time to go worship the grandpa in the sky now yeah. and then not think about anything. Yeah. Like, that. that is almost as offensive as the Kirk Cameron... You know, murdering atheists. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: I agree. I, I I equally do not want to listen to either of those people. <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> um. So so I guess did you like like you know theology aside, is there anything? Is there any like goofing on potential in these movies? Because I, I still feel compelled to watch
2: one. Oh yeah, as far poops. as them
1: being terrible, sure. I yeah. think so, definitely.
2: Yeah, it's worth. It's, it's not worth like a I mean, watch.
1: the acting and stuff is terrible. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. recommend
2: it sober okay but yeah no i i i it's it's such a weird interesting genre that i feel like you kind of just from a curiosity stand standpoint just just watch it okay yeah i don't know what
0: i don't know what i would want to watch first that or the insane clown posse western well,
1: to me i think that the there's a level in the rapture movies like not only is it just like bad acting bad production but there's like a level of like i'm doing something important like the people yeah, in them think yeah that it's humorless yeah this has a message yeah. and so that makes it even funnier i think to me
0: yeah like maybe icp is just you know they're goofing they're around totally with their friends <laughs> i yeah. imagine coolio makes an appearance <laughs>
1: yeah, god oh that's right he actually was at one of the juggalo like gathering in the juggalos I wasn't he i think
0: coolio is officially a juggalo oh, i no. think he he and him and vanilla ice
1: Oh, vanilla ice, that makes perfect sense. Yeah.
0: Coolio, yeah. Coolio, you're surprised.
1: Actually, Coolio, do you guys remember when Coolio threatened to fight Weird Al? <laughs> no. Yes. Why? Over, over Amish you remember Paradise? That? Yeah, because you won a Grammy. How can you not? This is like one of the monumental like popcorn cult- because I'm like, really? <laughs> he, yeah, he won a Grammy for whatever that song is yeah. from that movie. Amish
0: that- Amish Paradise. Amish,
1: I don't think it's, oh, Gangster Paradise. Gangster Paradise. Paradise. No, Amish Paradise.
2: That's the Weird Al version. That's the Weird Al version.
1: Yeah. But do, how do you not remember the image of Coolio polishing his Grammy, not exaggerating, polishing it, talking in the press room, and somebody asked him about that. They were like, 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 hey, what do you think of Weird Al's parody? And he was like, "Yeah, I didn't give him permission. Like, my record company did, but I didn't. So I better not run into Weird Al in a dark alley, (laughs) like something (laughs) like that. Where it's like, who
0: threatens (laughs) to fight Weird Al? The nicest guy. What's Weird Al doing in a dark alley? (laughs) What are you doing in a dark (laughs) alley, Coolio? That might be. That's
1: not necessarily the exact quote, but it was just this menacing stance while he's polishing his Grammy, Uh, being like, "I'll fight Weird Al."
0: They, I, I feel like they should have a Grammy because Weird Al has a few Grammys, right? They um, should.
1: If he doesn't, he should.
0: They should have a Grammy yeah. fight. I think, <laughs> like throw Grammys <laughs> at each other.
1: Well, I'm just saying, like that is just one of my favorite pop. Like really, you're gonna pick on Weird Al oh, of and course. just like him being like, "I'll fight you." Like, okay, <laughs> what a thug. Yeah.
0: Oh, of course. Ah, Coolio. Um so uh April, you were also telling me in the parking lot, uh speaking of weird things that one might see on Netflix instant, mm-hmm. uh you were telling me that you watched this uh sushi making documentary. I did. Uh Jiro Dreams of Sushi.
1: Yes. I watched it last night.
0: And uh I have not watched this, but this has been like like um such like party conversation. <laughs> Uh, to me, as people talking about this movie and how great. how great it is, it's about, you know, J- Japan's foremost sushi expert. Yeah. But I, I thought it was really funny because you <laughs> you weren't, like, nearly as charmed by it as everyone else who's ever talked to oh, me about it.
1: I w- okay. I was because I was thinking—and this, this definitely has to be a cultural thing, though, so this is going to make me sound really culturally insensitive, but— it wa- yeah, okay, it's about this guy who... But his
0: driving is so bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's a terrible driver. No, it's just that, yeah, it is all about this guy who absolutely just masters, you know, the art of making sushi. And he's like the world's best sushi sushi chef. <laughs> God, say that ten times fast.
0: No. <laughs> I'll sound dumb. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so that's what it's all about. It's just how he's absolutely dedicated his life to mastering this craft, and he's so he talks about how happy he is that he's done that. He's like 85, and he's like, "This is all I've done with my life. I've totally mastered it. I'm so happy." And to but it was to me, I was just like, "This is at the expense of everything else in your life." Like it just was. He leads the least well-rounded life in existence, and how <clears throat> he has two kids. He's
0: probably only seen two out of the. four. Oscar movies. (laughs) I mean, he's probably seen only Silver Linings Playbook (laughs) and Argo, nothing else.
1: He probably only watches the Food Network, he doesn't even know there are other. No, I it's just and he talks about his two sons, and he actually he's like openly like, Yeah, wasn't a great father. Like, I was at the restaurant all day, every day. I I don't know, but he was just like, I have such honor in my craft. I don't know. I just was like, is that worth it? Really? Is it? But it, but it, that's an American thing, I'm sure, that I don't think it's worth it, because I wasn't raised in a culture that it was like, you have to excel in this one thing, and who cares about everything else? And so, you know, I'm sure in Japan, he is a right, honorable dude. But to me, I'm like, you're just openly being like, I'm a terrible father. I've never done anything else but make sushi. <laughs> But I'm pretty fucking great at sushi. So there you go. Like
0: yeah, it is really funny. It seems like, I mean, especially to like our you know, class of person, you're you're kind of college educated, artistically minded, you know, white person sure. like like the number one virtue is well-roundedness. Like like the thing I it seems like most guys want to be is that guy who can you know
1: Jack of t- all trades. Yeah, sure. take it yeah. take
0: a sip of wine and comment on the bouquet, but also right. knows everything about Star Wars sure. and also <laughs> sure. does a five K every year or something, you know.
1: I don't know. Maybe it just may- maybe I'm just I think that way because I'm making myself feel better for not mastering anything. I haven't mastered it. I know how to do a lot of things a little bit well. Yeah, right.
2: Totally. But if you think about it, it's like this guy must not be any fun to hang out with because all he can talk (laughs) about is sushi. Just like you don't want to hang out with the guy that can only talk about wine or the guy that can only talk about Star Wars. Or
1: only talk about being
0: an atheist. (laughs) Right. For For
2: instance, that even works it into his award show pattern. Yeah.
0: His award show pattern. (laughs) Really? Is that the time? Um. Anyways, Uh, Uh, yeah, yeah. so
1: I did enjoy it. The guy, he was a cute old man, and it's great that he's so great at what he does, but it was just, yeah, to me, I'm like... We get it. You fucking <laughs> chop up fish. It's great.
0: I saw one recently on, on Netflix and, and April, you were saying that you feel like you've gone through the entire Netflix I, documentary.
1: Especially the conspiracy theory. I'm so dangerously close to becoming like the bearded dude in the cabin in the woods shut in, because I, out of curiosity, got on, an, on a conspiracy theory documentary kick and right. watched so many of them to where at the end, I'm like, you know, they have some solid points. It's starting yeah. to make some sense to me. Like, Wait, like, what? Um, what was the mo- Well, I, I, I watched... The most recent one was the one on the... Uh, I always want to say Koch, but they said in the documentary Koch Brothers.
0: Yeah. Mm. Oh, sure, sure.
1: Uh, so I watched that one. I watched Zeitgeist, which has a bunch of parts. It has a, a part on the Federal Reserve and a part on 9-11. I watched Lose Change, which is completely about 9-11. Right. Um, yeah, tons of them. Tons of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you're... You either are going toward like you mentioned bearded survivalist, but it also sounds like you could also kind of go a direction to guy who works in the bong store.
1: Yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. I
2: I'm mean, sure there's crossover in that Ben Dyer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: yes. yeah I bet bong store guys saving up to get his cabin. <laughs> I don't know, man, when shit goes down. Yeah. I don't know. What's gonna happen? I don't know. Shit's gonna go down. Um, I saw. I one. I watched
1: one called "Shit's Gonna Go Down."
0: <laughs> right uh, right. in depth. Yeah. Uh, fucking Uncle Sam is another one.
1: <laughs> no G on that fucking Uncle. How
0: do these guys get it together to make a documentary? Yeah. <laughs> it seems like such a laborious process. Right? Are any of these like well made? Because I just I think of the the only the only time I've dipped my toe into this lake mm-hmm. is the Dan Aykroyd one. Dan Aykroyd, uh, Secrets of Aliens Exposed. Oh, I got to oh. put that in my queue. It's just Dan Aykroyd <gasps> being filmed on, like, your dad's big VHS camcorder talking about yes. aliens. Wow. And how shit from Ghostbusters is real. <laughs> wow. I'll
1: so I guess it if I it was think it's It just that... like Ghostbusters, but then a voiceover of him being like, this is a documentary. Okay, this <laughs> is, this, yeah. this
0: happened. Yeah. This we had to reconstruct, that happened. Yeah. That's real.
1: Slimer is legit. Yeah, i tell you how. Yeah. Rick
0: Moranis is a puppet. Yeah. I guess I figured that. <laughs> Slimer, Slimer is real.
2: <laughs> we, he and I had a very disturbing sexual
0: relationship.
1: I'm, first, I'm absolutely gonna watch this when I get home. The day I didn't yeah. know about the day. That's of like Aykroyd that one.
2: Ancient Aliens series that's on. Uh... Some otherwise re- reputable channel. Oh, if it's
1: on the History Channel, my friend Paul Sebus, shout out to him because he has a great joke about it. Because he was talking about it. it's on the History Channel. Yeah. He's like, "When did the History Channel turn into like the shit we wish had happened?"
0: Channel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Wait, I haven't heard of this. But... Oh God, Ancient Aliens is fantastic. I went down a rabbit hole of those episodes mm-hmm. one day <clears throat> to where my wife just came in and was just like, "What are you watching?" <laughs> and it's just like most of it. It's that same kind of thing. We're just like, mm, come on, really. Yeah, you're like,
1: Like, part of the time you're making the jerk-off hand motion, and then the other part of the time you're like, wait a minute. But, you know, that makes makes sense. sense. Your
2: your hands gets tired, and then you just gotta fucking give up and agree. Yeah, it's like, okay, there's like, yeah, and some of these experts, it's like that guy with the really long hair that looks Greek, and he's just like, he's just the most, you can't really believe that that man is an expert in
0: anything. So I guess I guess my question, my my initial question is, how is this episodic television? Do they do they concentrate on one particular abduction or one particular?
2: Oh, conspiracy? it's all
1: hypothesizing, isn't it? it isn't some it, all, of it like is, what if aliens examples? were here?
2: No, yeah, it's like so. Some of the things they talk about, okay. Some of them more like, and granted, mm-hmm. I'm going to open myself up to some. All right, I, I don't necessarily believe all this stuff. I would like to research it, but sure. the thing that one of the things that convinced that was a more convincing argument was talking about like how they went into this pyramid that they had found, and they were like really deep into it. It was you know well they were in the basement.
1: They were in the, in the basement, basement of the pyramid. Of the pyramid. Yeah.
2: and there was no they couldn't find any traces of uh, just basically leftover uh, uh, material if there was uh, torches. So it's just like, well, how the hell did anybody see in this? And then they found these things that they're called – they were calling them Baghdad batteries that they basically theorized were batteries from ancient times. And And they would light – they would use the batteries to create artificial light. So these were just giant potatoes. (laughs) A (laughs) big science experiment.
1: Where did the aliens come in? The aliens made
2: these batteries? Oh, yeah. It was somehow tied into the fact that aliens had visited and showed them how to do all this stuff. How
1: to make batteries, sure.
2: So that's when you stopped – Jerking off <laughs> <laughs> briefly, right? Briefly, uh, uh, but then I started. <laughs> but jerking off for a different reason, like that is true and sexy. Right? Um, yeah, it's like a, you. That's another series I would recommend to you. Yeah,
0: I, can't I believe you never heard of that. Yeah, I. I I've. I've also been told that on one of the cable channels, and I don't know if you've, either of you have seen this, I guess there's one where dudes just look for Bigfoot now. Yeah, oh, wow. I, yeah,
1: we've actually made fun of it on the show. I've only seen clips for, like, when we've made fun of it on right. Chelsea lately.
0: But... Some shows are, like, best left in that zone yeah. to me.
1: <laughs> but that, how can there—I thought— I'm not even being funny. Like, I thought the search for Bigfoot was just, i thought there were maybe, like, five dudes in the whole world looking for Bigfoot. <laughs> right. Like, I didn't think it would be enough to, like, and they all let's have a season of, like, of a television yeah, show. Yeah,
0: that's the thing to me. <laughs> like, I guess I understand making a documentary, or I guess right. I understand making, you know, whatever. but yeah, like, like a one-off thing. But— episodes that yeah. have to have, like, even the dumbest reality show has a little journey, has, has like a an little arc. arc. And,
1: yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: Ice has to help Coco prepare for the fashion sure. show. The big Ice thing... has to help Coco be a weather lady yeah. for a day. <laughs> but, I but watch the... a lot of Ice Loves Coco. <laughs> yes. But yeah, you're
1: right. It's like, that. how is that? It's just, nope, he's still not here. Like, yeah. that's the whole show.
0: And isn't like, like, the, the episode where they found Bigfoot would be the most giant television oh, event yeah. of all time. Yes. So how do you get people pumped to watch episode five
1: where it's of like, season two? Where it's like, we still don't find him. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the summary of the episode.
2: Yeah. But, but is, it, what, is it in that vein of art? like, are they kind of, it's like that show Doomsday Preppers, mm-hmm. where you kind of watch it and you're just like, ah, oh, they made this show, like, to kind of highlight that these people are crazy. Like, they have mental right. issues, and it's just like, let's kind of watch the crazy people. So is yeah. it is there an element of that?
1: Yeah, or I've never seen the... Other the than that, foot? I mean, I've just seen clips. The clips we've made fun of on the show, it is just people not find it like yeah that's all it is it's like the clip is somebody being like i oh, know he's here and then they you know push the tree back and he's not and how so it's like yeah he's not fucking there of course and then that's what we're making fun of so i have that'd be I've, funny if they watched, were like the whole thing
0: that would be funny if through through the season they were finding other monsters yes. <laughs> like well Lock-Ness Lock-Ness monster, monster. yawn oh, no. Who cares? Snooze. yeah, yeah. <laughs> mummy nope wolfman nope <laughs> wolfman's close <laughs> yeah not an ape <laughs> i'm looking for a giant ape um, um oh uh i want to ask about doomsday preppers yet yeah, something yeah. else that i kind of know about tangentially but have not watched what is the popular doomsday scenario because it seems like
1: it keeps passing doesn't it because now yeah. we've passed december 21st
0: right it's not but but even that like even with the Mayans, what did people think was going to happen? Was it is it did, do they all just believe in the rapture, or is it the government's going to come in and start dropping I, bombs, and then everyone else is going in a spaceship, or is it zom? Does anyone legit believe oh, in that's zombies? Re-
2: yeah, I think there's like there's various ways, there's various levels. Like not everybody ascribes to the exact same story, right? You know what I mean. So it's just like uh, there are definitely elements of you know government takeovers, like. So when the book, when, when uh, End Times first came out, I was just like, I just want to know what people are saying. So I would go on Twitter and just ha- uh, put End Times in quotes yeah. and just kind of search through the results just to see if anybody was mentioning the book. And man, like, of course, 90% of it is people talking about how the End Times are here or their End Times theories. And it's just, it's insane. Like, the the they all think Obama is the Antichrist.
1: Well, the funniest part to me, actually, is anybody, if you've read the book of Revelation, it could not be clearer as far as no one knows when this will happen. It could right. not be clear that God, like, you know, if you believe it's the word of God, God himself is like, you will never know. It's like, like, not like, and God
0: and God will send unto you yes, an it's... elderly nut in Tennessee who will <laughs> yeah. put up some billboards. <laughs>
1: it's just so clearly like, you will never know. There's no specific date. Yeah. Like, so when anybody tries to predict it, I, if they're super religious, I want to be like, you're going against, if you believe this literally, it you have no way of predicting this. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They go against a lot of what they supposedly believe. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. But it's,
2: but, it's a lot of, it's Obama based then. Oh yeah. There's so many things about like, and we're all like on the uh, brink of getting, uh, chips implanted in us. Oh sure. And, and like a one world government. Would all be all the, mark oh, of the yes. beast. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, in- oh interesting. So they yeah. kind of adapt it to modern technology. Yeah. So the mark of so the beast is be like a, a QR code or yeah. something.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Um, and insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I again, kind of, kind of, kind of li- living, living how we do, and and kind of running in the circles that we do. I, I have never like legit talked to anyone who subscribes to any of this, except for once. There was a friend of my mom's mm. who lived across the street, and I remember being over for some sort of uh, family dinner type thing, and her mentioning that. Uh, and this was before the first Obama election. That mm-hmm. Obama was a Muslim, and that as soon as he was elected, he would outlaw Christianity.
1: <laughs> oh, of course, of course he would. That's very practical, and definitely he would be
0: able to do that. Yeah, yeah. and like, like, <laughs> and like, I'm I'm guessing outlaw now Christian, outlaw Christianity, make it against outlaw the law. Christianity. One of the, and I'm God, I'm sure I've talked about this. I'm sure I've talked about this on the show before. So apologies if this is a repeat story. But I was at church with my. Uh, with my mom once, and they showed they showed a video, and um, you know production values about the same as what I imagine a Kirk Cameron sure. or <laughs> Skinamax movie were, and um, and it was a it was a dad and son kind of sitting in a room, and the dad said, uh, and the <laughs> the son asked the dad, what's a martyr was odd thing for a son to sure. ask a dad. <laughs> now that you've explained sex to me, yeah. what's a martyr? And the dad says, well, it's someone who, who, you know, who stands by their beliefs no matter what. And then they go to kind of this inspirational music and this right. and this montage. And then it goes back to the dad and son. And he's like, well, I hope you'll never have to choose, you know, between your life and your faith. But I know that if you do, you'll make the right choice. Uh, Whoa, that's how old is this kid? Kid's six. Okay. Camera widens. Uh huh. uh, Star Trek door opens. (gasps) Shock troops come in, grab dad, and (gasps) thrust him in an airlock, and he gets shot out into
2: space. Wow. This is
0: a video shown at during a church service. Yeah, this is like Sunday at
2: noon. <laughs> this is like <laughs> That was made in-house by the church. N- I no, I think this is something
0: distributed oh, right. and okay. massed for right. churches to wow. show. Like right. people like audiovisual presentations now. <laughs> so it's weird that like clearly there's a set that isn't envisioning a future, a dystopian future sure. where like like a Terminator 2 Judgment Day where where Christianity has to go underground God. or else you'll be shot out of an airlock.
1: See, I love even that, like the vision of the future. It's like, think of, first of all, we don't even have fucking flying cars yet, everybody. Yes. Calm down. Like, has the future, again, air quotes, think of your life 10 years ago. How different is it? Not that different. Not yeah. different that people are coming to shoot your dad into space right. different. Like, that's not <laughs> happening in our lifetime.
0: And, and April, I mean, exactly like you, is like, I definitely get really, really turned on when it feels like people are being, you know, too mean to the religious or something like that. It really is a real bad taste in my mouth. If they, if only the art they produced wasn't so goofy. Yeah, it, it,
1: yes, <laughs> why course. is
0: that so easy to goof on?
1: They do deserve some of it. I mean, for me personally, it's just because when people do that, I think of my parents. And I'm like, right. well, my parents yeah. aren't idiots. Sure. But of course, on the whole, like, yes, they deserve a lot of it. <laughs> 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 but I'm just saying, a bl- like, just blanket statements where, i don't I don't know I don't dismiss people who have faith of any sort as stupid, and a lot of people I know that are like you know the Ricky style of atheist where right. they're like I want to talk about how I'm an atheist all the time. Oh, it's gosh. the one thing that defines me um when they I don't like that I don't like a belief in something making you stupid. I don't think it makes you stupid right well you know and I mean? and, it, and it
0: seems to be it just misses the point so much it's like it's like it's like well where's where's the evidence? That Sky Grandpa is sitting on a cloud. <laughs> right. It's like, well, that's that's what religion is. It's believing in something even though there's not faith. concrete yeah. evidence. And that's why it's important to people right. is because you can't. Right. And, and to, I like, think
1: that people that to, don't necessarily believe in God forget that they have faith in things in their lives that they can't see or sure, that aren't tangible absolutely. even if it isn't God. So, yeah, I don't uh, – that, that part of it annoys me.
0: But I think we can agree that it makes for great – award show pattern it absolutely does <laughs> absolutely. Uh, we'll be back in just a minute on Jordan Jesse Go it's Jordan Jesse Go I'm Jordan Morris boy detective
2: uh, Jim Fastante, probably not getting into heaven
1: April Richardson, outrageous party animal? Outrageous.
2: Outrageous party animal.
1: Outrageous party
0: animal.
2: (laughs) Uh, From time to time,
0: and by from time to time, I mean in every single episode, we like to open up the phone lines and take some calls from you, our loyal listeners. Uh, Brian Fernandez, uh, what's your nickname? Sunny D? Brian's new nickname (laughs) is Sunny D because of his sunny disposition. Oh, nice. (laughs) Uh, Brian, why don't you boot up the first telephone call?
1: Hey Jordan, Jesse, and guests. This is Mike from New York for the momentous occasion. I just tested and passed my uh, test in my third kung fu form, that is the Tiger Crane Form. I am now going to move on to my first weapon form, which is a broadsword, a real broadsword. I'm going to be a swordsman. So immortal power, plug it in. Bye. I'm jealous. Wait, what, did he, what was the last part? The what power?
0: Oh, um, uh, April, for your benefit, that's our slogan for 2013. Immortal power, oh. colon, plug it in.
1: Oh, oh, It's I kind like of a it. phrase
0: to get us amped.
1: Right. It works. <laughs> it good. It
0: works. <laughs> Once you, you stop being confused as to what he said, I'm not, you're super pumped. I went from, pumped.
1: straight from confused to amped. Great. Like oh, good. Well, that's the idea. Yeah.
0: Uh, this is interesting. So this guy is in a class where he's doing uh, tiger and crane kung fu. And he is using a sword. Okay, I took karate lessons as a kid. Sure. At no point did we do anything that cool. <laughs> this sounds like this sounds like what you want karate to be when you sign up for it, and then you go to the YMCA and yeah, it's fun yeah. and stuff. But it's just. Tiger
1: and Crane seem pretty far removed from each other. Like that, he was tested on both of those at the same time confuses me.
0: You would yeah, you would think that that's those are they a whole seem separate like they'd discipline. They'd be very different. Yeah. I'm
1: basing this on my knowledge of the two animals. I know nothing <laughs> <Sure>. about karate. <laughs> right. But based on that, it seems kind of weird to group them together. Right, right? because you have
0: pouncing motions. Sure. And then and you, you have pecking motions. <laughs> sure. And it seems just so so. Wildly and then you and add different. a
1: sword into that. What is that crazy stuff?
0: Yeah. I, I'm, how is any of this practical? I wonder. <laughs> like, is any
2: of this preparing you to disarm a mugger or a guy starting shit with you in a bar yeah i feel like if you just walk around with a broadsword you're automatically you're
1: fine you're gonna be fine
2: yeah maybe that's it maybe that's enough maybe the class is purchasing the
0: sword (laughs) and you know just learning how to carry it just having
1: it on your person right yeah
0: and pointing to your sword when shit starts to get crazy exactly (laughs) oh interesting yeah no i mean i i I think I started to take karate classes based on my enthusiasm for the film Three Ninjas. <laughs> uh, do you guys remember this this movie? I do remember it. Jim, uh, for your wasn't Bene-
1: JTT in it?
0: Oh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yes, I think I...
1: wasn't he one of the Three Ninjas?
0: That's a good question. Don't maybe know. he wasn't. Maybe I don't he wasn't. know. Sorry, you might be thinking of Sidekicks with Jonathan Brandis. <laughs>
1: I might be. <laughs> uh,
0: where he teamed up with a fantasy Chuck Norris to reenact the plot of the Karate Kid almost note for note. <laughs> oh,
1: okay, maybe I am.
0: Yeah, it was. I feel like it was weird. I was like, as a kid, there were these like there was this little swath of karate movies where like kids knew karate kids being yeah. ninjas, and it yeah. could get them out of it could get them out of scenarios. Uh, three ninjas was kids who knew karate, but they also set up elaborate Home Alone style traps. Sure. <laughs> so it was this weird like fusion of things that were in vogue. Um, and then dinosaurs. Jurassic <laughs> <Friends of laughs> Park's coming out soon, right? A um, friend of mine got so
1: mad. Speaking of Home Alone, which is one of my favorite movies for real. Sure. but I don't. I don't know if you guys saw Skyfall. Yes. yes, I loved it. I loved it still. But a friend of mine got so mad because afterward we were talking about it and like a, I went to see it with some friends and one of my friends was like, yeah, too bad it was Home Alone. It was like a grown up Home Alone at the end. And they were like, so no, it wasn't. And they're like, actually, it was exactly like Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. And it's
0: awesome. It is. He said like, awesome it remains traps.
1: awesome. Yeah, exactly. He used
0: an old time hunting rifle. Right. <laughs> yes, it was like Home Alone. And yeah, it was great.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. That just made me think. of. So that.
0: this guy just doesn't. Thinks no movie should contain traps.
1: I guess. I'm I'm like, if something (laughs) or like
0: homemade traps. I don't want to
2: live in that world. If something's
1: cool, it's cool. It doesn't care. I don't care if Kevin McAllister's doing it or James Bond's doing it.
2: Sure, if it works, it works. Stick with it. Yeah, I feel like I
0: I um, saw a lot of like Twitter chatter around the holidays about Home Alone. Mm -hmm. Uh, You kind of forget that it's a Christmas movie, right? and then I guess they continue. The, the second one was a Christmas movie too, right? Like, yeah, it was Christmas in New York. New York.
1: Yeah, when he was left in New York.
0: Anyway. Uh, anyway, sorry. No, that's okay. Oh, we like way, way away from That's okay. Karate. On the... Uh, 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 yeah, April, try and stay on topic. This is a <laughs> podcast.
1: Okay, while we're talking we're not about supposed... Home Alone, can I say this yes, thing too? Yes, yes, please. Um, somebody re- I- I'm super obsessed with Elvis Presley, right? Mm-hmm. And his birthday it was January 8th, and we were talking about it at work. And somebody was like, yeah, you know how people... Like, like it was common knowledge. just goes, yeah, you know how people say he was an extra in Home Alone? And I'm like, no, I don't know how people say that. And I looked it up on YouTube, and it is like... The scene where Katherine O'Hara, the scene, there's probably a million, where she's at the the airport being like, I need to get a flight home because of my kid. Uh, the guy behind her, like all exasperated, people think is Elvis Presley. Why do oh they think God. that? If you go watch the video on YouTube... Uh, it's the dude looks like him. The dude does look like a bearded Elvis Presley. But the best part is this theory rests on a clip in the when he's all exasperated, he does right. this little jerk, this little head jerk, and there's footage in this YouTube side by side of him doing that at like some concert. And so they're like, there you go.
0: They <laughs> wow. move their head the same
1: way. It's totally Elvis Presley. This all is the one food of you need. This is
0: one of Dan Aykroyd's lesser videos.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you should watch it because I. part of me I was like, well, they do look alike. That's so funny. Yeah. But I you. Totally Totally rests on the head nod.
0: I guess I forget. I guess that's a conspiracy
2: theory that's a little bit past our generation. The mm. Elvis is still alive right. conspiracy. Yeah. But when I had heard it, last he was working in a supermarket. So at least he's moved he's up to moved movie up extra. extra. Yeah. I'm like,
1: listen, one of the most famous people who has ever walked the earth is really going to come back from the dead <laughs> to take like 19th billing to Macaulay Culkin yeah. in a movie? Yeah. Like, he could no. have had
0: some lines that got cut for time. <laughs> Maybe he was like, move the line along, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> don't step on my shoes. You know the ones. <laughs> and then he winks at the camera in the audience.
1: That's, I said that. I go, look, the dude's a showman. Like, bare Minz. He's going to wink at the camera. Right. He's do something to be like, <laughs> yeah, I'm Elvis. That's like, so yeah.
0: weird. Yeah, because is the theory that he's doing that as a tip-off to his fans?
1: That's, I don't know. Like, I don't know why. There's no explanation other than look at the way these two people's heads not in the That's same way. So funny! It is Elvis. Like, there's no other explanation. Like, how he would get an, a, an extra part in a John Hughes movie? Like,
0: What? Yeah. Uh, God. Yeah. And yeah, is Elvis just doing that for money? Because I mean, he's, <laughs> he's got his sad card. He was in. He was in several movies. He's sad eligible. Right. Oh got to tap Hartley be into this that's a really good show business joke for those of you in the flyover (laughs) states Um, I don't
1: don't know but it made me laugh for a very long time just the idea of him being like yeah I'm going to come going to make my announcement I'm still alive one of like the hugest controversies ever as an extra
0: because he would have to talk to the director he would have to say hey I'm Elvis and I'm going to send a secret (laughs) message to fans please put me prominently enough in this super
1: Chris Columbus (laughs) I don't know if familiar, I'm Elvis Presley.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian,
2: we got another call in there?
1: Elvis did karate. That's how that hey, ties together.
2: Jordan, Jesse, Sunny D, and whatever guests happen to be there. Uh, David from Milwaukee, Wisconsin with a modification. Um, and yes, being from Milwaukee, I am a healthily built man. And when I was listening to your last episode, <laughs> was in fact making something with delicious, delicious sausages and thinking about the freezing cold. Um, so the momentification has to do with the fact that it's also freezing cold in Milwaukee. So cold that I, well, my father was kind enough to loan me his car. And it's been a little bit cold here. And apparently certain things become brittle because I ripped the door handle off his car. (laughs) Luckily, he works in nonprofit housing, so it's no problem to afford to fix a car. (laughs) Uh, Have a good one. Bye.
0: (laughs) on uh, last week's show we were talking uh, about the uh the the perils of living in one of those ultra cold right. climates um i've just lived in california my whole life and have never owned anything heavier than a light jacket <laughs> a light wrap uh right. what's the what's the, what have you, either of you ever lived in a, one of those super cold climates Jimmy, you lived in new york yeah, for a new while york right new york
2: gets pretty cold yeah but i wasn't Pulling apart car doors. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I lived in England for a bit after high school, but it wasn't. I mean, yeah, it snows and got cold, but it wasn't. I also did not rip apart any cars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. What is it? What's the? What is the English cold like? Very um, polite. <laughs> right.
1: I yeah, I lived in Manchester in Northern England, so it. I mean, yeah, it got pretty cold, um, but I, I still even think it wasn't like Chicago cold or something. I don't know why it was. I don't remember it being. Ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Well, something that I really like about those cold climate places, and I was saying this on the last show, is that it really facilitates a great drinking culture. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone just agrees, let's all go, let's all pack a bar. Mm -hmm. Let's put our body heat in one small area and get drunker so we feel it less. Right, (laughs)
1: right.
0: Yeah, and I kind of feel like I'm maybe missing out on that communal experience. Like, oh, well, it's 10 below. I, I, I better slosh over someplace and get drunk.
1: Have you, where did you go to school? Like, you've been in California yeah, I, 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 your whole life.
0: Yeah, uh, I grew up in Orange County. I right. went to school at uh, UC Santa Cruz, oh, okay. which was probably the coldest I've been because it kind of gets right. foggy. Gets down to, what,
1: 65? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure.
0: And then I moved here. So yeah, I've never like had to deal with snow or shoveling oh, it okay. or anything like that.
1: Well, I'm from Atlanta. That's where I grew up. And it does, we get all four seasons and it snows every year. But the benefit of that, it's if one snowflake falls in Atlanta, it's like, shut the city down. Oh, no school, no nothing. And so for me, it was awesome because it was just like a day off school. But I don't think I could ever be anywhere, like I said, like Chicago or or Wisconsin or whatever, where if there's 10 feet of snow, they're like, business as usual. Get to work.
2: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, right. no. even, even in like Jersey and New York, like we really never had anything. I can think of like one time in high school, it just snowed so much that we had the entire week off of school. And that was when Chrono Trigger came out. And I just played <laughs> – like, it was the greatest week of—I'm going to go on record as saying it was the greatest week of my life. G- greater than your the, the, the day you got married <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> was the day it snowed a lot and yeah. <laughs> Chrono Trigger was out. You know like, what? She knows that. That's why I married her. Yeah, She's very she understanding. Understand. No, that, sure. that's— sure. Wait, a, what that's is this
1: guy? He's got to pay to get his dad's car fixed?
2: Yeah, because he ripped off the handle. Yeah, I think he was saying that his dad works in a not—
1: Yeah, that was sarcasm at the end.
0: Yes, yes, yes. yes. Dad, not a wealthy man, probably tearing off the door handle. Um. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah. Also kind of benefits of benefits of some of those cold weather places, Midwest especially, is the uh, sausage output. So that's why he mentioned that <laughs> we were trying to think of the benefits of. How? Uh, wait,
1: how is that a benefit? You can eat sausage anytime you want, adults <laughs> you, out there. You know, I'm just letting you know,
0: I, regardless we'll say that, of temperature. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like like in L.A., the like boutique sausage place is kind of a trend these days. They're all over the place. But. They're, you know, they don't seem to come close to those Midwest sausages. And
1: is this all true? I don't know any of this. This is, this totally, is a true thing. Like totally. sausage is a trend right I, now. Oh, yeah,
0: here. Yeah, like, I have no it, idea. Oh yeah, you get a, you get yourself a nice sausage. Maybe it's made out of this is this is the LA version. Alligator, alligator, yeah, maybe rabbit. a pheasant, maybe you, a rabbit. Are
1: you? This oh, is, people the, eat those things when they have no other choice.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah.
1: what. What? It, is, that, it's like, it is a weird
0: cultural tourism thing. It's like, hey, I'm eating something you're not supposed to. <laughs> and to make it worse. You, and, and for dessert, you used a handful of mosquitoes. Yeah. <laughs> you just reach into a jar, you get a handful of buzzing, angry mosquitoes, and you put them in your mouth. Wash it down with a craft beer.
2: But there's uh, that there's that place downtown, and it's just like... You go in and it's kind of like a big German beer hall s- s- where it's just like a bunch of communal sitting. I yeah. forget what it's called.
0: It's called key or something, something that's hard to pronounce. It's something,
2: yeah, that I have not pronounced But right the there. worst part of it, yeah. if I may, is you walk into that room and it's just like somebody's spinning. So it's like this, like horrible. Like you walk into like really loud house music. Maybe they only do that on the weekends, but it's just like the most. And then you eat your alligator slash rabbit pheasant to a soundtrack
1: of house music. Yeah, Yeah. boy. Here's here's... how not authentic. By the way, is that like if a German sausage place is playing house music?
0: Yeah, boy. Here's something I run up against a lot living in West Hollywood. Like where, like oh I yeah, did.
1: that's right. We live like right around the corner from yeah, each other. Yeah,
0: we're basically neighbors. Yeah. let me know if you've experienced this or have noticed okay. this. Okay, like it seems like, and I don't know how long you've lived there, but um,
1: I've lived there like four years now.
0: Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so you know, like it, West Hollywood for a long time is primarily gay. Sure, but you know, it's starting to be, and I don't want to call it gentrified because that's not it. But, but whatever, with more
1: straight people. Yeah,
0: straight gentrified. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um. So you know, it's kind of becoming m- more not exclusively gay. Right. And there are, like, you know, it used to be the only bars within walking distance from my house were gay bars. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's kind of, you know, there are now some kind of just general interest bars. <laughs> <laughs> not exclusively dick. Penis or vagina. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. What if yeah, if your interest isn't <laughs> exclusively dick. Uh, and then it's general. I will know, like, a place will open up. And you're like, oh, th- what a, well, this is a cool place. I could hang out here. Right. And then... and. You know my like ideal bar soundtrack is maybe like, you know maybe like the Jam or like yeah. early The Cure before yeah. it gets too mopey. Sure. Or you know kind of those like kind of those like you know punky hits of the late seventies. Right. Like that's that to me. If like you can just string those together. Oh, no, that's
1: the soundtrack to my life. Early, I'm yeah. Totally on board. Oh yeah,
0: like early Elvis Costello. If yeah. There's Good some hanging out music. Early yeah. Elvis yeah. Costello. And, like, I found this place, and it, and it was doing that, and it was good, good beer selection. And then just over the weeks, it started to turn into club music. Oh. And it just slowly started to they turn into club it music. <laughs> they light like, up on you. Yeah, you just got to. I mean, it's a better business move. Yeah. I mean, there are more straights now. <laughs> but there's still more gays, and they're still fucking drinking harder than we do. Yeah. Like, so, I don't know. Just start, throw on the cl- club music, yeah. I guess.
1: Oh, my God. it's so <laughs> Life is really hard for a white straight guy, isn't it?
0: I know. You guys don't know what I go through. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I had to. And I mean, especially one in comedy, too. Yes. Because... I got to
1: say, though, I, I'm i all for keeping that hood gay. Because as a single I, woman, I, I love that I can walk the streets of West Hollywood at, like, two in the morning alone, and no one is looking at me. No dudes are checking for me. It's like the biggest race-free they zone. They're
2: judging what you're wearing.
1: Exactly. Like, it's not <laughs> menacing in any way. It's fantastic.
0: If they yell anything at you from a car, it's, it's those I'm, shoes? Yeah, <laughs> or that I'm
1: fierce or something. So I'm like, <laughs> let's keep Oh, just compliments.
0: Yes. No, I you know, and I would hate to see it turn into a hipster den or a frat right. boy den or, you know, whatever a thing in L.A. would turn into. Right. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was just nice for a little while course, to have a general interest rate guy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I don't know. Uh, uh, Brian, we have another call?
1: Uh, hello, Jordan, uh, Jesse, and uh,
2: delightful guest. My name is Jeff from Chicago. I just finished looking to the Get Rap Report episode, and I realized he had a point about my city, so I called up a friend of mine who lives in Seattle. Got a job offer, and I'm moving in five months to Seattle. Uh, Immortal power. Plug it in.
0: Uh congratulations yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, I think the point we were making and um was that if you like if you like weather and seasons but don't like, you know, door handle breaking <laughs> cold. Cold Seattle's a good bet.
1: I like the idea by the way now of a weatherman of that being and, and it, like a, a guy on TV being like, it's it's going to be a door breaker out there.
0: <laughs> and like, yeah,
1: that's how cold it is. Put put
0: some put some scarves on your handles. Yeah. We're going to be breaking some car handles today, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, Seattle. I'm generally pro. I've been there a few times for work. It's always been a blast and a half. Yeah.
1: yeah, I date. I dated a guy that lived there once, and
0: so I went to visit him a lot, and it was fun. Did you? And you you long distanced from? We
1: long distanced for a bit, and then he moved here. Yeah. Um, That's just the kind of power my junk has. (laughs) Sure.
0: (laughs) Your junk has the power to make a guy... By a one hundred eighty nine dollars Alaska ever. Airlines flight,
1: <laughs> he drove. Okay, the Whoa. gas cost more than that. Hey, uh, no, but I loved it too. I, lo- I, I, yeah. What a
0: fun place to have really... a long distance relationship person.
1: Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, <laughs> person. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only reason I chose him. Right. Because he lived in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once he moved here, I was like, I'm bored and stuff. Oh, snooze. <laughs> uh- <laughs> No, it was great. I'm not the hugest fan of constant rain. That's the only thing is it does rain all the time. But again, the result of that is everything there is super green and beautiful. So that's the trade off. But yeah, I liked it a lot.
0: Yes, Seattle. So lo- oh, uh, I, I was going to ask this. Was You mentioned living in Manchester. Mm-hmm. How much of that had to do with Morrissey?
1: Um, Like 98% of it. <laughs> like, let's be
0: honest. Let's April, be honest. noted Morrissey fan.
1: <laughs> it Absolutely, yes. A ton of it had to do with that. But the, everything I like is from there, like Factory Records and New Order and Joy Division and all that. And when I did live there, I lived at a friend's house, like totally illegally, like not at all yeah. on the up and up.
0: Like, you didn't have a work visa no, 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 no. No, I did
1: not work. I crashed at my friend's house, and he was like not into the Smiths and stuff, but on and you know, I couldn't drive or anything like that. So I would get him like every day, I'd be like, Oh, we, we take me to this place and this place, like all these places name checked in Smith songs. And he would just be like, What that place sucks? Why do you want to go to that place? <laughs> and I was like, Morrissey said it in this song, and some of them now are just straight up like housing projects and stuff. So he'd be like, You want me to take you? That's a terrible part of town. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. Morrissey hung out there in 1984, let's go, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I had this uh, when I was in. Uh, I I worked in New Mexico briefly for a few days mm-hmm. and was like, had this fantasy of leading a Breaking Bad tour around sure. New Mexico. Sure. Of like, okay, this is the housing development where I, this happened. I
1: feel like that's an actual thing. I feel like I I've, would not be surprised. Breaking not, Bad I'm fantasy kind of tour. I'm not kidding. I feel yeah. like somebody recently was I either read about it or somebody was talking about like they actually might give. But then I'm like, how can that be? If anything, that's a handbook like, hey, do you like meth? Come on this tour.
0: We'll show you where to get the best. Huh? Oh, maybe, yeah. Maybe that is code for, yeah. right.
1: <laughs> but I feel like that might be a real thing.
0: <clears throat> Have you seen this this ganja party bus driving around L.A.? <laughs> no. There's I and I see it in West Hollywood a lot. It's this Is that painted on the side? Uh I don't know if it says ganja party bus. It says party bus and ganja is strongly implied by the paint job.
1: The A's are like weed leaves? Right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um and yeah, it seems like maybe that is operating under a similar kind where of Where they
1: take you to get like the best weed or something? Yeah,
0: I don't know or just I, I don't know where this party bus goes. I just see it driving <laughs> around and I wonder I don't
1: know why just the concept of a party bus makes me laugh. Anyway, yeah, like a weed one. I don't know. It's just it's too weird. Right. Let's party on this bus. Like (laughs) that's so weird to me. Yeah, because
0: when have when has it ever been a privilege to be on a bus? And
1: it's like let's have a moving party. I don't know. It's a weird thing to me.
0: (laughs) Uh, Brian, do we have any more calls?
2: One more. One less call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, guest. This is Matt from New Hampshire. I was just. I'm in a new part of the state. I'm still sort of getting used to the state. I haven't been here too long. And so I was using my GPS to get around. And um, I almost missed a turn. It's kind of a side road. And I, so I sort of slammed on my brakes. And I was going a little faster than I thought I was, I guess. Because I did one of those huge burnout spin, like, you know, slide to a halt going sideways kind of brakes where the, everything's squealing and I'd like this huge noise come out. And uh, it was for nothing. Like, there's no cars around. There's no reason I couldn't have gone further and turned around. Uh, but now I smell burning rubber, and I just can't stop laughing. So uh, that was a lot of fun. I felt like I was Vin Diesel for a minute. Okay, bye. i got to say,
1: first of all, that's called a Tokyo Drift. There's a, there's a name for that. Okay, <laughs> right.
2: Use the correct no terminology. terminology. Yes, yes. Your fans have zero
0: respect for cars. It's like,
1: I mean, That's true. It's like this
0: guy isn't living his life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> and but that's what Vin Diesel would do.
1: <laughs> D- WWVDD. <Right? laughs> yes. I have a bracelet that says that. Yeah. What would Vin Diesel do? And
0: the answer is always punch a guy. <laughs> Just punch a guy. Or g- growl out a line. <laughs> um, boy, it's amazing how those Fast and Furious movies – Took five movies to get good. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Like how
1: I stand by the first one. Well, I've seen okay. almost all of them in the theater, like opening night. Yeah, as like an experience. You oh, know interesting. I mean? How oh, did yeah. how
0: did that start?
1: Um. Well, you know, obviously, just the first, you were friends a... with
0: Jordana Brewster. <laughs> yes,
1: we're very close. Um. No, I mean, it was just you know, just that'll be funny to go do, and then. Right. It was like sold out opening night, and it was hilarious because yeah, everybody. I think that I remember the theater also being kind of split evenly between people like me, like goofing on it, and then people legitimately into yeah. it. And so yeah, I mean it'd be like an applause break when the you know the car crashes or when he punches a dude. People sure. like, yeah, so it was kind of awesome.
0: I, I get the impression when I watch those in L.A. that that it seems like it has a big Hispanic fan base and it's mm. like something will happen that has cultural significance to the Hispanic community and people right. will cheer and I don't understand what <laughs> it is. It'll just be someone saying something like, you know, if you make if you make four rights, you go in a complete circle what? <laughs> like, what if this has something Blow to do with Keith yeah. <laughs> like,
1: I will say I did understand the reference of in the most recent one when they were in Brazil and they showed that Jesus statue how can we please make a movie in Brazil that doesn't show that has the shot of that Jesus statue uh, no Brazil you know requires it
0: yeah. Brazil is, requires every it every
1: movie they're like they do the thing the crane coming over the Jesus like oh yes we're in Brazil
0: I, I think I've I think I've uh, I've said this on the show before but that Jesus statue, I have been up to, oh, and uh, they light it up. High five it! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. I flew up. Um, they they light it up at night, and it's a really spectacular sight. Like looking down on it, you know, looking or looking up at it from from the city. It's it's really beautiful. But what those lights do is that when you go up to see it in the daytime, Jesus's base is is basically covered in dead bugs. <gasps> so his base is all, like, dead moths who were flying to those lights. For sure, right. <laughs> anyway. Uh. So it is, like, isn't it in a weird way, like, Jesus killed those bugs? <laughs> or, like, people are sacrificing them? Will. Yeah, right. It's, like, hard to... Hard to extract a metaphor for the, from that.
1: I find it hard to believe that there's not somebody with the job to actually, truly, and literally wash Jesus's
2: feet. Mm. Oh right. right, wash the Come bugs on. from wash, his feet yeah. with hair.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be only, a woman
2: with her hair, I can only see that that statue and think of the Onion, our dumb world, where they're talking about uh, Brazil and how violent it is, and somebody photoshopped Jesus holding two yeah. Uzis. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just the Jesus statue with Uzis. Oh yes. Uh,
0: Brian, is that all our calls? Well, hot damn. If you'd like to give us a call, 206 uh, 984 4FUN is the number. We'll be right back on Jordan Jesse Go. La,
2: la, 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 la. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, Jim Festante, is it Skinamax or End Times?
1: And I'm April Richardson, still the outrageous party animal, always.
0: Uh, guys, thanks so much for coming to party today. Yes. Yeah, thanks for With me, us. with yeah, us. Yeah, been super fun. Um, Jim. Your uh, great new comic, The End Times of Bram and Ben, uh, out now at your local comic book store? Is it there a is. better place to get it?
2: Um, I mean, uh, you can get it digitally if you, like I, uh, read on your tablet of choice. Mm-hmm. You can go to Comicsology or the Image app and download uh, book one for End Times. And then book two, which ups the violence, uh, lots of uh, angel-demon fights start happening, uh, comes out in the middle of February. Oh, so, terrific. Yeah. It's a four-book um, miniseries I probably should have.
0: That's hey. You said that sooner. You know you said it now. (laughs) Because it's because it's on image, do you guys have can this can this become a part of the larger image averse, like can you fight the Savage Dragon or Jim Lee's Wildcats?
2: Yes, and there will be uh, a Walking Dead crossover. Oh good. (laughs) One can only hope. Uh, Oh oh, that's what I I'm sorry. Is that image Uh, I got that right, right? Image comics is Savage Dragon and Wildcats? I think so. I think so, too. Um, There is a character in our book that is modeled on you. Oh, do tell. Yes, because there was originally, we wanted to do this as a web series, Uh and Jordan Morris, being one of the funniest people that I know, uh, we wrote a part for you, Mm -hmm. and we never got to shoot that because uh, we just decided, oh, we'll turn it into a comic, and then ended up having... You should at least let me draw the character. (laughs) That's the least you can do. Have the art style be totally different and bad. (laughs) Just for for one page. We sent our artist uh, your photo as a reference for this character. So it's like this... Guy with a big afro who became Latino, but uh, but it, it's well. It's I mean, you got my you. you got my fiery temper. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he loves guns. Oh, great!
0: So uh, me too, a T Latino, a Latino gun nut. That's funny. So um, uh, there's a similar situation. There's a, um I think a Grant Morrison comic called The Boys. Is that ring a bell to you? Mm. Um, it's probably not Grant Morrison, and I'm going to get a lot of angry Twitter, so (laughs) fucking bring them on, assholes. Um, Tony Morrison? Uh, (laughs) a Tony Morrison graphic novel called The Boys. Van Morrison. Uh, uh, Van Morrison, yes. Uh, Van Morrison, Tony Morrison collabo. Um, and, uh, the, when they were making the comic, the artist was a fan of Simon Pegg, and this is before Shaun of the Dead. This was back when Simon Pegg was just a- you know, British sitcom star. So they this character looks remarkably like Simon Pegg and uh you know, like this comic has kept going and Simon Pegg has gotten more famous, so like automatically if they make this movie, um Simon Pegg just has to play it. So yeah, I, I thank Smart. you for doing this. Yeah. Or I I curse you when the Latino <laughs> version of me gets the part. <laughs> Uh April, you'll be doing some stand-up comedy uh, yes. at various cities around America. W- where can people see you?
1: Um, I'll be at the North Carolina Comedy and Arts Festival mm-hmm. the first weekend of February. Now, what
0: can you tell us about the arts? Oh. <laughs> I don't want to hear like pottery I will be scrimshaw
1: painting live on stage. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll be there the first weekend of February, and then the second weekend of February, I will actually be at Sketchfest. Lovely. So that'll be fun.
0: Any, any? Do you know the, the venues, or I'm sure people can just go to sketch, sfsketchfest.com yeah, and find could tickets? Yeah, you can do that. You
1: go to my site. I have all the shows on there, too. Sketchfest, I am not. I know the punchlines one. I know I'm on a storytelling show somewhere. Yeah, I don't know details and times, but I have a calendar on my website. People should
0: go to your website. They should just go to my website. If you live in San Francisco. Constantly the northern california area that's right or, uh, in or north carolina Raleigh, north
1: carolina yeah
0: you should go to april's website
1: yeah otherwise if you live outside of those places don't bother fuck off <laughs> just
0: a straight fuck you <laughs> uh well guys thanks so much for coming in and uh in theory jesse will be back next week uh so come back for that on jordan jesse go bye <laughs>